folks, how you doing? How you feeling? Welcome to this week's episode of Search and Report and what is essentially the first episode of this new year of Search and Report. I am your host, True Fernie. Um, shit, man, I'm always terrible at intros, but <laughs> um, as you all know, you can listen to this podcast on Spotify on the go. Just search for Search and Report on your podcast section. Also, this podcast is available at least the visual version is available on my youtube channel true fernie so make sure to subscribe and uh enable that notification bell so you can get notified whenever i upload these episodes um as well as other videos because i am a little bit of a thing called a youtuber i'm just playing <laughs> well i am but <laughs> whatever <laughs> um without further ado let's get into the first news item of the week Hold on. Before that, I'm going to tell you what I've been playing this past week. Actually, since the last episode, what I've been playing, I recently beat Spider-Man Miles Morales, which I will say is one of my favorite games of, of the next generation. Obviously, I've only played that one, so it's not a lot I can say about it. <laughs> There's nothing else to compare it to, but um, what I do like about it, and I think I'll probably do a full-on review of the game because i did capture a lot of footage for it um it is a, an exceptionally short game and i think the price tag kind of you know alludes that it was going to be a short game um i think it, this game started as a only as a dlc um for spider-man the, the 2018 game from insomnia games um but it, honestly like the story even though it's very short it does feel like a full-on new game like of course it shares a lot of the battle mechanics it shares a lot of the traveling like a lot of the of the game design is still there but it, it adds so much to it with you know um graphical upgrades with um just the style of just how different miles morales plays than from peter parker that you know it kind of is its own game in essence um a, a shout out to that reviewer who said you know miles morales you know makes you feel you know like you're you have the exaggerated swagger because it does feel like that <laughs> i know what he was trying to say and like shit man you could have used way better words but it, it, it's a lot more it's a more stylized um game than uh the 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 original spider-man game i will say that it has a lot more charisma it's it's a lot more i don't know it just it feels like a more a, a fuller experience as far as the story goes um and then besides that i have also been trying to beat um paper mario the origami king like jesus christ man like i keep forgetting that i still gotta beat that game it's i i like that game a lot i just i don't know man there's like, there's been just too many games last year people keep saying that 2020 was such a bad year make sure you first of all make sure you check out my 2020 in video and review that i just did a, a few weeks ago um actually last week or I don't know time man time doesn't exist um but yes uh there was just a lot of good games last year that i still have to you know beat um i still gotta beat doom eternal of course um i still gotta beat uh first of all i gotta beat the first last of us then i can go to the second last of us and then actually you know see what people were angry about <laughs> um but i've also been playing 
I recently just bought Red Dead Redemption 2 because it was half off on the PSN store. And you know, with those gift cards that you get on the holidays, you know, I had to buy it. I had to buy it. I, I absolutely adore the first uh, Red Dead Redemption. I remember it was probably the only game I played besides GTA 4 on my PS3. I, seriously, the amount of hours I put in Red Dead Redemption uh, 1 is, is astounding. Like, oh my God, man. I know more about John Marston than I ever want to know and he's in the second game which is amazing um so i've been trying to play that i'm enjoying it so far it is a very slow game it starts off slow uh, i would say i should say um but it's slowly getting there it's slowly getting to the good stuff and you know honestly i i don't mind slow games um i i don't like long games i don't mind slow games i do not like long ass games i don't have 100 hours to invest in some of these games man um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing um, over the holidays, mostly. Um, so yeah, without further ado, I've talked I've talked enough. It's been five minutes since I started the episode. So let's get straight into the first news item of the week. The Switch, the Switch, <laughs> the Switch eShop has officially uh, made it a rule that games can no longer be sold for less than $1.99. Um, this comes from a recent um, effort from Nintendo to kind of mitigate the the loophole that a lot of developers have been using um, to get their games on the chart, like charting a lot higher. Um, apparently, there was a loophole in which developers would discount their games like super, super cheap, like 99 cents, sometimes like less. Um, so more people would buy them because obviously they're cheaper. And that would bring them up to you know the the highest selling uh, list you know on, on top of that list, and you know it just gives you more exposure. So it's it's kind of like a, a promotional loophole. It's it's an advertising loophole. It's kind of scummy though, but I mean, uh, but here at Nintendo, everything reports that according to SMG Studio boss Ash Ringrose, a new rule has been set up. The lowest you'll see a game is now $1.99, excluding free-to-play titles, of course. Last month, Game Discovery co-founder Simon Carl spoke about Nintendo's efforts to clamp down on those looking to exploit the Switch eShop charts with heavy discounts. In the past, publishers and developers could easily claim the top spots with a high percentage sale. Nintendo first excluded games that were discounted to a penny. The decision to set the minimum price of Switch eShop titles at $1.99 followed more recently. Of course, like, games are expensive, man. Like, people are always looking for a deal. I don't blame them. You know, it is entertainment at the end of the day. And entertainment is 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 essential to human life. Um, there's a whole soci sociology class behind why entertainment is very important in society. But I... I, I kind of feel for, you know, the people who probably only have a dollar to spend on the game. <laughs> but hey, if, if this kind of mitigates the, the whole issue right now that the eShop has with shovelware games, with just extremely low quality games, you know, I, I feel the Switch, the eShop is slowly becoming what the Wii was. You know, it's library. The Wii had... A, a huge a huge issue a huge issue with um shovelware games like it was i mean you got games that had no no business being part of the wii library um but you know 
I kind of understand why they're doing this. I hope that they actually, I mean, it's still like $2. You can still price the game for $2. I think that will still bring it up to, you know, the highest selling charts, wouldn't it? Like, I, I, I still don't think that's enough. I think this is more, if Nintendo wants to solve this, I think th this needs to be part of the coding. This needs to be part of, of the, uh, I, I don't know. There needs to be some type of quality assurance uh, process being set in place for the eShop if they want to, you know, mitigate the issues with shovelware and stuff like that. Because, I mean, $2, you can still price a game for $2 and it can be still complete horseshit. And it'll probably still be up in the, the higher ranking charts. So, hey, if anybody knows why this is currently being priced just two dollars i mean are they going to do anything to mitigate the actual um issue like because this sounds like more of an e-shop categorization issue rather than you know a uh um a pricing issue um but uh, let's let's check out let's check out what what the what the e-shop is saying oh, i didn't want to play a game sorry this isn't a a playthrough currently this is not a playthrough session um, let's go and see the eShop and see what's happening right there right now on the top selling games. Um, let's go. Best sellers. All games. So what we got right now on the top best sellers. Among Us, obviously. I think a huge part of it, obviously, it's the popularity. But it's also very cheap. It's only $5. Um, Animal Crossing, you got all the first party, you know, the Nintendo published games. Human Fall Flat, $15.99. You know, I'm not seeing a lot of shovelware games on around here maybe it's under the uh, uh there's got to be other um uh, was it under the featured or the great deals maybe it's the great deals there we go great deals um cooking simulator <laughs> never mind there's still some you can definitely see there's some some shovelware around here um i mean ctr is in shovelware to be you know to be completely honest Carnival, Speedrunners, Delicious 2, Cookster, Wingspan. Hey, you know what? I'm not really seeing a lot of Urban Flow. We're not seeing a lot of like $1, uh, $2 games right now. Guitar. This game is just called Guitar. Okay, does it teach you how to play guitar? I don't know. But it, I mean, yeah, this game. I mean, this, if this game, if Shovelware were a game, this is it. I think, <laughs> hey, whatever, you know, but hey, hopefully this mitigates the issue that, you know, a lot of uh, developers have been kind of abusing over the, uh, the past, what, three years, almost four years since the Switch came out. But yeah, now on to our second news item of the week. And this one was huge. I discovered this one on Twitter. People were retweeting it and I was like, yo, that's First of all, that's very clever from developers. And second of all, that is so cool. And I kind of want to do it, but I'm afraid that I'll break my switch because you need a modded switch for this. Um, but apparently NPCs in Breath of the Wild are just me's. Kind of. They're kind of just me's, but not really. Um, let me show you right here. Um, here, uh, the person who figured, you know, kind of discovered how the technology or how the modding behind NPCs uh, for Breath of the Wild work is uh, at Hey, I'm Heroic. 
um, they say, hi, I'm me expert here. Turns out the NPCs in the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild use an advanced version of the me format. This means that with modding, you can inject me's into the game. Thinking about opening commissions for me injects. Okay, some self-promotion as, you know, get your coin. Uh, king or queen. I don't know what they identify as. Um, but here they posted this little um, graphic that you're seeing now on the uh, screen. Um, with modding, it's possible to convert and import Mies into the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild NPCs, etc., etc. Um, here you can see Barrett. They imported a, a me uh, the the me the me version of Barrett from Final Fantasy VII um, from Smash Ultimate into the game. Um, there's obviously like some you know it's not going to be a one-to-one -one import because um, the technology or at least the, the way that Breath of the Wild um, uses Mies to create NPCs is kind of different. It's a little bit more customized to the game. Um, but, you know, it, it still looks like my my guy Barrett. Um, of course, you still got the elf ears. Matt, Matt from Wii Sports doesn't remember Matt, the 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 king of sports, the athlete, the athlete of the universe. Um, here you got and basically just a bald black man. <laughs> but hey it works um even uh, alice the person who uh, discovered this um they imported their own personal me and i brought them into the game it created a, a me version of, of, of the person in the game um also the gunner uh from uh, uh smash ultimate was also imported on here um furthermore here polygon goes a little bit more into detail as to how this kind of works um uh, obviously, the art style of me and the characters in Breath of the Wild is quite different, but the two use essentially the same attributes and par parameters. It's a convenient way for the game to generate unique NPCs at, at a large scale. The modder figured out what their me would look like in Breath of the Wild, though the game converted the me's hairstyle, which was not one of the Breath of the Wild hair's options, into one that is supported. Hats and other headwear are likewise just converted into different hairstyles too. Um, uh, importing Mies to Breath of the Wild isn't necessarily laborious, but it does require a modded Nintendo Switch or Wii U and then extracting and editing a Mii file from the game to take the same attributes as the Mii file. It's also replacing a specific NPC, so you'd have to find where they are and visit them in the world to see for yourself. Hey, this is I think this is very crafty from the Breath of the Wild developers. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a neat workaround. To kind of like, yeah, take take away a lot of the um, processing that would you know the engine would probably have to do uh, on the go. Um, NPCs aren't necessarily something that you um, interact a lot in Breath of the Wild. They're obviously spread out across the whole land, um, but I'm guessing it's it's completely randomized. Um, this is just speculation, by the way. I, I'd imagine this is completely randomized the way it creates the NPCs. And, you know, it probably just takes some default settings or some default me's that are already in the uh, in the system. Um, I would love to try this out. I would love to see what I look like in Breath of the Wild or at least my me form because I don't I'm not very good at design me's. <laughs> but hey, more power to them. Also, more power to the uh, person uh, at Hey, I'm Heroic on Twitter for figuring this out, discovering this. Um, they did obviously give a lot of uh, props to the uh, Breath of the Wild modding discord 
Um, here says, hey, I'm Harari. Credit to the Breath of the Wild modding Discord with a lot of assistance, especially in testing and providing screenshots of the conversions from me to game. Hey, shout out to them. If you want to check out more what uh, Hey, I'm Heroic is all about, um, they do have a Google site. Um, it's currently up on the screen. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, it's sites.google.com slash view slash me library. Um, I'll link it down below in the description as well. Um, but yeah, hey, they didn't lie that, were, that they were me expert experts. This is crazy. They got a whole library of me's out here. Shout out Mies, man. Shout out to Mies. They, they really are one of Nintendo's greatest uh, accomplishments. Um, I also think it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of stuff people imported to the game. I mean, the modding scene in Breath of the Wild is insane. It's, it's, it's crazy to me seeing just how, just how much they've squeezed out of that game. Like, it, that game keeps, keeps amazing. Like, it keeps surprising me each and every year. It's been out for four years now, and it still like blows my mind the stuff that people are creating from this game, and the stuff and the ways that this game was developed. Like, there's so much magic behind it that I'm just, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I can't wait to see what Breath of the Wild 2 has in store. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, now that we've kind of gone through the huge, the bigger items, news items of the week, um, let's get a little bit more into the meaty stuff. This one was huge. This I, I I say this as a Luigi's Mansion fan. I say this as a Mario Strikers fan. I just say this as a Nintendo fan. I'm very, very excited for the next steps that Nintendo will be taking as part of their uh, merger and acquisitions uh, strategy. I don't know what it is. Like for the longest time, Nintendo has been only hiring third-party developers to develop their games. They kind of offloaded a lot of their developing um, outside of house. So does this mean that they're turning a page and now they want to like do what Microsoft has been doing by purchasing, purchasing, by acquiring a lot of these uh, uh, third-party developers, a lot of these studios and, you know, amping up the production because you know it kind of feels like nintendo is doing this so first of all ip they obviously want to cover they obviously want to protect their ip but i also think that they're trying to ramp up the development of their games they by acquiring a studio they kind of they kind of have exclusive um accessibility to their resources to their time to their developers to just develop games for nintendo so they don't have to worry about uh, third-party studios such as what i'm about to talk next level games such as them like taking away developers from them developing let's say luigi's mansion 4 i still don't know if they're doing that but to produce another game because next level games has been have been known to be produced to produce other stuff besides um nintendo games so we'll see but at the same time as i say that nintendo this is nintendo last time that bought the, t the last time that nintendo bought a third-party developer or studio was in 2007 that that's that was a long time ago <laughs> that was 14 years ago now 14 years ago since they acquired uh, monolith soft and has there been a ramping up of xenoblade games kind of but not really like not to the point that you know it's not a fifa game for sure <laughs> um but here um um obviously nintendo acquired 
next level games um here uh daniel amar uh tweeted nintendo has acquired next level games nintendo is extremely conservative when it comes to merger and acquisitions with its last major acquisition being monolith soft in 2007 so why didn't nintendo acquire next level games now and what does it mean for both companies quick threat below um Next Level Games has been a key partner for Nintendo since 2005 when it first worked on Super Mario Strikers. Great game. Where's, where's the next iteration of this game? We need more sports games, as I just said on my 2021, as Nintendo in 2021 video, which I'll link up right above here. Um, make sure to check it out. These are all my speculations and my um, educated guesses as to what's going to happen with Nintendo this year. Um, it's been it has been working exclusively with Nintendo since 2011 and its recent release Luigi's Mansion 3 has sold over 8 million units and is on track to outsell the prior two games combined. That is notable. That is notable because we both know that the first Luigi's Mansion game was a cult classic. It became a cult classic. You ask any GameCube owner and they'll probably, you know, four times out of five, they'll say that they played Luigi's Mansion. So that's that's very notable. Um, Nintendo moved to acquire the studio for three key reasons. To acquire a talented studio with proven success, to strengthen internal development on owned IP, to avoid the next level games being sold to a different company whose interests may not lie with those of Nintendo. Like I said, you know, this is very, uh, I mean, this was expected, <laughs> you know, so to speak. They, they want to, they want to have exclusive access to these uh, uh studios time um over the past few years oh, this is continuing from the same thread over the past few years we have seen an increase in m a activity in the video game sector with large tech and gaming companies acquiring development studios in most cases this is fueled by the rising value of ip and the need to build talented teams in this came in this case nintendo is not engaging in m a for the same reason that say microsoft did in regards to bethesda for them, it's simply the three reasons above with the primary aim to strengthen internal development and integrate NLG as an internal team working on owned IP. There won't be much to change in there won't be much change to Nintendo's MA strategy going forward. And I don't expect this is Daniel speaking. And I don't expect them to engage in the same way that other gaming tech companies have done so. Nintendo may take may make additional moves to secure studios like Intelligent Systems or Grezzo if needed though. Nintendo's greatest asset is its IP and that is what shapes its M&A philosophy. And shout out to Gene Park, he's one he's become one of my favorite Twitter users on Twitter. <laughs> um, he tweets as a response because Luigi's Mansion Luigi's Mansion 3 was a banger and I I wholehearted whore, whole horn yo relax relax i wholeheartedly agree luigi's mansion 3 is a banger it's a great game it's amazing to me for me to see what next level games was able to achieve with the switch um uh, with its hardware like the, the graphics on luigi's mansion 3 are the best graphics i've seen from a nintendo switch game so far breath of the wild obviously it's a beautiful game but it just it lacks a lot of clarity. It lacks a lot of that sharpness. It's it's a little bit of a um, a blurry game, so to speak. It's a little there's a lot of smudging around happening with Breath of the Wild. But Luigi's Mansion 3 is a crisp game. It looks amazing. The lighting effects are beautiful. The environments are so well lit. Like it's it's it, everything's so stylized amazingly. And and like 
next level games for them not to be a you know an in-house studio from nintendo they did amazing they have great talented people out there and i'm just i'm excited to see you know what this means for next level games they obviously have now more access to resources and when i say resources i mean moolah i mean money they got nintendo money now that's nothing to scoff at nintendo money is like it's astronomically indefinitely huge it never ends it never ends um so it, it'll be I, I know i like i said on my 2021 nintendo in 2021 video i did predict and i hope that you know there will be more of these sports games these crazy arcadey sports games like mario strikers we need one we need games like this on the switch the switch is the perfect console for these types of games like you can play it on the go you can play it anywhere like you can they're great party games like i don't know why the switch hasn't had a lot of uh, those types of games now currently um but i also think that they were going to be working on some first party either luigi game or a mario game i i don't know i this is all speculation but i hope i hope i hope this gives them the opportunity to to further expand on their current offerings as far as next level games goes they need to they need to i'm, I'm nintendo like i they, they they know what they're doing and i really hope that this is good news for gamers such as myself um, and now for our, our second big news item of the week. Well, this is our one, two, three. This is our fourth news item of the week. I won't call it big because everything that I've been talking about so far is pretty important, I should say. Um, but this one is, is astounding. And it's it's mostly, it's, it's all based on um, um, just preliminary findings preliminary uh, uh figures there hasn't been a a an actual uh specific sales figure coming from this but this is amazing to me in the uk the switch has sold as much as the ps5 the ps4 the xbox series x and the xbox series s the xbox one combined in 2020 there was more there, there were more switches sold in 2020 than all of those consoles i just listed combined now as we all know the ps5 has had a the ps5 and the xbox series x next gen consoles have had a terrible terrible console launch i'll be the first one to tell you that first of all i lost i lost years of my life trying to secure a ps5 it's in the back now in the back of my shot here if you're watching the video version of this podcast but scarcity obviously because of the pandemic there's no inventory scalpers resellers bots did not help at people who actually want to play these consoles acquire these consoles so this is a a huge reason as to why i believe that the switch sold more than all of these consoles combined obviously the ps4 and the xbox one are on their way out so probably not a lot of people are currently you know saving up to buy any of those consoles so that kind of is probably big enough reason to like as to why they didn't sell as much as switches but 
yo that's that's amazing to me that's amazing to me just to let to uh read about um one big reason here uh, nintendoeverything.com states one big reason for switch's success in 2020 was animal crossing new horizons as we all know um it was the second best-selling box game of the year in the uk looking at individual platforms animal crossing was the top seller overall outperforming the ps4 ps4 version of fifa 21 and from my understanding fifa games are huge on the uk at, in european markets in general um so wow this is this is this is just amazing to me to just see like the the nintendo switches reign over the consoles continues to be you know stronger than ever i don't know how the switch how nintendo is going to capitalize you know up because of this um let's hope that you know going forward you know i mean this can only mean that there's more users on the platform like nintendo's got to look at this and be like yo if we're out selling sony if we're out selling uh, microsoft mind you sony and microsoft have two generations of consoles currently in the market they have the ps4 the xbox one and they have the next gen consoles if they're out selling that if they're out selling those consoles that much you have to wonder what nintendo has up their sleeve like they gotta keep these people engaged they gotta keep these users engaged with their console of course the switch is probably the cheapest of the consoles it's only 300 dollars um, and it's, I mean, it is, it's a hybrid console, but it's, it's basically a home console. Um, like you have to kind of think that this is why it is the most, you know, the top seller of the consoles, but I'm excited to see what Nintendo will do with this rain. You know, they have so many users on the switch on the platform currently that this can only mean that first of all, competition is booming. So Nintendo is going to start developing more games. It's going to keep adding to the Switch's library, as we all know. I mean, we don't know a lot about their 2021 lineup, aside from a couple of uh, releases, first-party releases. But, yo, Nintendo's got to see this and be like, we got to stop putting out more first-party titles because those are the big sellers of, of consoles. As we all know, Mario Kart was one of the biggest sellers for the Nintendo Switch smash ultimate like they they gotta keep going with the first party if not their 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 trail upwards is gonna start to die down and this is i think this is a good a good segue to what is in the future for nintendo because this is our last topic of the, the podcast and yo as i always said on my videos i am an expert at segways so what is in store for switch in 2021 <laughs> i'm glad you asked my loyal listener um the switch pro will have an oled screen apparently and it will be capable of 4k graphics allegedly this is all hearsay for now there has been some um some confirmed reports from data miners that this is coming take it with a grain of salt and as i said i don't like to report on rumors but Yo, this rumor has been gaining credibility as the months go by. I know it's like it's trend for every single to every single new year for people to start saying, yo, this year is the year that the Switch Pro is coming out. Well, now we have some evidence that it may be coming sooner than later. Um, here, GameSpot reports a Switch Pro will have an OLED screen data manner claims. It looks like the rumors of a Switch Pro may be inching towards reality. Um, according to known data miner, Cyrazem, I don't know how to say 
that name. I'm sorry. Nintendo's latest firmware update contains mention of an upgraded Switch console codenamed Aula, which fun fact, if anybody is listening and is not a Spanish speaker, Aula means classroom in Spanish. So what does that mean? I don't know. It can mean a bunch of different things. Hey, imagine if they start putting like switch consoles in classrooms and like using them for teaching tools. I'm sure that's already a thing. I don't know yet, but yeah, whatever. This is what's happening. Um, this lends additional credence to the theory that Nintendo has a switch pro model and its plans for the near future has been rumored for months. Yada, yada, yada. Aula, the code name for the, um, the switch console, the upgraded switch console, the alleged switch console, Allegedly uses the same Mariko, the Terga X Tegra Terga, the Tegra X1 chip that was implemented with the Switch Lite and updated 2019 regular model switches. So this doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be an upgrade on the processing chip, but this might mean that the chip will be pushed to higher clock speeds. As we all know, battery life was way better in the 2019 kind of. Um, upgraded version it's not I mean it's not an upgrade it, it is the 29th any switches that were that were released 2019 and up um they do have a better battery life i'm of course talking about the red box switches the, the nintendo switches that are sold in rep that come in red boxes those have a better battery life meaning that they're better performing like this the chip just performs a lot better and, and drains um power from the battery a lot less um i'm not entirely sure if those switches currently are underperforming meaning that they're not overclocking the uh the chip speeds so hey this might mean that there will be an upgrade but not necessarily in the way that we all probably speculate um the data, data miner also claims that the firmware mentions support for a real tech chip which has been ab advertised as a 4k uhd multimedia soc bloomberg's report on nintendo's upgrade console upgraded console from august mentioned that the new system will likely support 4k graphics so this chip may be how nintendo is looking to do that beta fans will be excited to know that the that hardware wise the next switch console will supposedly have an upgraded display in the form of an oled screen However, the data miner noted that the display will likely not be a higher resolution when in handheld mode and that the 4K chip may be located in the dock instead of the tablet itself, meaning you would only be able to play in 4K when your Switch is docked. A screen of that resolution would not provide much benefit at the Switch's size, so this would make sense. This is a, a, this is a huge, huge discovery. Like, I've, I, people have always alluded that this, the upgraded Switch version that was coming is going to be 4K ready. And as we all know, Nintendo did ask their publishers um, a while back to start developing their games 4K ready. And like I said, in my twin, Nintendo in 2021 video, there's been rumors that the Switch Pro might be, um, will be utilizing AI upscaling to upscale their resolutions up to 4K. Uh, but this is a huge discovery now it's kind of like looking that like the chip would actually the, the actual chip that lets you upgrade to 4k is going to be on the dock not necessarily the switch that makes a lot of sense though because the dock and currently it kind of upscales already it, it was serves as an upscaler so to speak it upscales your switches output from 720p 
I think the highest that you can do on, on a handheld is 720p up to 1080p. So it looks like they're, they're only utilizing this technology on the dock. So it's not necessarily a switch upgrade. It's a dock upgrade. Interesting. This is very interesting. Um, obviously, currently the switch, uh, the current switch version only has a backlit LED screen. I mean, just a backlit screen. Um, so there's been rumors that then all this screen obviously this will make it look a lot crisper it's gonna the colors are gonna look a lot better um so a lot of the stuff that i said on my 2021 video are correct yes 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 somebody should pay me for this information bro uh, <laughs> for those who enjoy playing in handheld mode this is more of the GameSpot article for those who enjoy enjoy playing in handheld mode aula Aula? Aula will allegedly also feature substantially better battery life and cooling. The upgraded original Switch currently has the most battery life of the lineup with the Switch Lite coming in second and the launch Switch in third. None of them provide a drastically long battery life. Um, however, there still is no confirmation from Nintendo. Um, Doug Bowser, the... Um, uh, Doug Bowser. Everybody knows Doug Bowser. I don't know why I'm even trying to remember his title. Um, in a recent interview, he did say that... Um, uh, shit. What did he say? <laughs> oh, he said, sorry. The momentum on Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch Lite in the fourth year is strong. And we believe we're, ch we're changing the trajectory of another typical console life cycle. And we will continue for the foreseeable future to really lean, lean into both of those platforms and the content that comes with it because it's the symbiotic relationship that makes the real difference and is why Nintendo Switch is so differentiated. There's been also a lot of talk from a lot of people saying that going forward, the Switch is, is the be all and end all for Nintendo going forward. There's... I people have been saying that going forward this is all that's going to be as far as nintendo consoles it's going to be a hybrid version as we all know nintendo has been king in providing us with both a home a home console and a handheld uh, console but with the switch like those lines have blurred out like there's no longer just a home console or a, a handheld console now it's a hybrid and there's been a lot of talks of people saying that the switch is going to be a an evolving piece of hardware it's their platform you know it's going to be their their device you know think of it as like a an iphone the iphone has as little upgrades here and there every single year and it's only like jumps in like five five year jumps that you start seeing like huge huge upgrades people have started to speculate that the nintendo switch might be probably one of the last fully like new design consoles like going forward this is all it's going to be for nintendo it's going to be a hybrid console whether that be the nintendo switch 2 the nintendo switch 3 etc etc people don't know yet but here doug bowser obviously says that you know they're changing up the, the they're mixing up the uh traditional console life cycle like does that mean it's going to be just a constant uh little hardware upgrades here and there much like the iphone does or what what does this mean going forward are they going to stick to hybrid solely? I hope they do because it's a great business model. I think going forward, there's no other way that Nintendo can go besides using hybrid console, the hybrid console, because it's such a great thing. Like 
<laughs> it's the, the be all and end all like you can take it on the go you can dock it and play it in your uh, home tv like hey it's just amazing to me how uh, how nintendo has been uh, approaching this but hey I hope, I hope, I'm so excited. I know this was a very Nintendo Switch heavy episode, but um, I'm very, like I said on my previous video, and this is, I don't care, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep plugging this video in because I love that video and I worked hard on it. But my uh, Nintendo in 2021 video, like I said, this year is gonna be, is it's gonna be monumental for, for the Nintendo. Um, obviously with their, with the rumors about the switch the upgraded switch kind of now having some some weight to them you just have to wonder what they're gonna you know what's what's in store for them with them acquiring next level games out of the blue by the way i don't think anybody saw this coming that can only mean there's gonna be more effort into the software and with these these little upgrades for to the hardware with um oled screens with 4k upscaling like hey this is gonna be I think this is going to be the year for Nintendo if Sony and Microsoft don't get it together with their stock, with their inventory, with them providing some more consoles out there and also games. Like, people forget that what people love are games. Nobody really cares about the hardware anymore, especially with a hybrid console like the Switch. As we all see, people prefer the Switch and I don't think it has to do with the pricing. Obviously, it's more accessible, but the Switch has a... a a perfect niche a little nook in the in the market and it's probably the most profitable nook to have which is the hybrid market hey that can only breed good things from sony and microsoft as i always says as i always said microsoft needs to get on that handheld market asap i know they have it in them i know they have it in them to produce some great great handheld uh devices but yo where are they at <laughs> like i think they have a bad taste in their mouth after the whole uh ps vita situation that i can't i kind of feel that they're they're gonna take their time to not mess it up again and i hope that's true because like i said more competition in the handheld market is gonna put really like the sights on nintendo to see what their upgrade um what they upgrade the switch on or what you know what the next step for them is gonna be um but i'm excited i'm excited um yeah, that's pretty much it, yo. I'm just, right now, I'm just chopping it up with you. How you doing? Now, in all seriousness, um, I want to say thank you to every single one of you who listens to the to the podcast. Um, believe me, it doesn't go unnoticed. I see the views on YouTube. I see the views on, uh, I mean, I see the plays on Spotify. Um, I see your comments. As you all know, I do reply to almost all of your comments on YouTube, so um with that said i'm the segway master so what do you think of the news that i just provided you um switch games can no longer be sold for less than two dollars do you think that's a good way forward to kind of um counteract the the loophole that a lot of developers were using to kind of bring their games up in the charts um of uh, the eShop charts and you know kind of counteracting the the issue with shovelware games on the nintendo eShop? um what did you think about the npcs in breath of the wild just using the same technology as me's and they're basically just upgraded me's at this point like anybody can inject their own me's um can't wait for peter griffin to be in breath of the wild shout out to uh, the peter griffin me i love that me 
Um, what do you think of Nintendo acquiring next level games? Do you think they're going to be they're they're changing their path of not um, buying a lot of these studios and kind of just working with them as third party developers, or, or are they now they're just going to go full hands on and just start buying all these studios like Microsoft does? Um, because we all know the most valued possession that Nintendo has is their IP. They don't have the best hardware. They they do they kind of do have some of the best games, but like there's some competition in that that industry as far as uh, software goes. So the, the biggest the biggest most valuable thing that Nintendo has is their IP, and I feel me in my opinion I feel they will start acquiring more more of these studios so they can solely focus on a Nintendo IPs because that's the most valuable thing. That's what they gotta they gotta ride the wave on until eternity. Um, what do you think about the news that the Switch has sold more than all the previous generation and all the next gen console, uh, next gen generate, next gen generation? What am I saying? All the next gen consoles combined in the UK. Um, do you think this has to do because of pricing? Because it's more accessible to buy a Switch rather than a next gen console or even a, a previous gen console? Or do you think it's just because the Switch has great games? The Switch has games the xbox doesn't and sony sucks at providing inventory for their consoles so what is it what is it is it inventory is it games you tell me down below and also what do you think of these uh new details data mined uh from the latest uh, nintendo switch firmware update do you think there will be an actually an upgraded um console coming for the switch uh or do you think it's going to be more of like I don't know. Now that I'm saying it, now that I'm asking the question, I'm starting to think, what if they're only working on an upgraded dock? What if that's the whole, that's the whole upgrade? Like if you want to, if you want to play 4k, buy this dock, your current switch, even if it's base one, it already kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know much about details as far as how the hardware goes, but that's, that's an interesting thought. Maybe they're just working on the, um, the dock because we know that's what actually upscales, um, the image from the switch. So you let me know, do you think these, uh, these reports, these rumors, these data mines give any credence to the, to the, uh, um, the speculation of a switch pro coming this year, you let me know down below, but folks, I've been True Fernie. If you like this video, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, please make sure to like and subscribe. If you're listening to on Spotify, please make sure to uh, follow the, the podcast on there. Uh, make sure to stay updated. I do release this podcast. Um, I release new episodes of this podcast every single week. Um, obviously, it's all gaming news related, but you know, if you're into that, what up? Um, and yeah. Links to my socials are down below. If you're watching the video version, please make sure to follow me on Twitch where I'm starting to um, catch up again on streams. I've kind of been taking a little break here and there. Um, as I, as you know, anybody follow me, follows me on Twitter knows that I recently put in my letter of resignation. I am quitting my job. There is, um, I, but don't worry. I am, a, I'm, I'm a realist. I'm not just going to be, you know, jobless. Um, there is a, a huge career change coming my way in uh, starting next month. So hopefully I'll have more time to kind of 
uh, dedicate to the to my YouTube channel, to the podcast, to the streams. So make sure to follow me on all that. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it, y'all. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate y'all. With that, I've been true for any. I already said that. I don't care. But please take care of each other. But most importantly, take care of yourself. Wear a mask. We're still in this. We're still in this pandemic. This pandemic. Y'all stay safe. Peace. <laughs>